after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Of course it's cold. It's Jen. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Sure, I did a little bit of a dance to that German music. How you doing, Vives? I'm fine. Of course I'm fine. I'm German. Uh, I believe you are of Austrian descent, right? Well, that's what my family told me for a long time. But uh, then I did a little bit of genealogy research. Uh, I guess not genealogy, but just, you know, ancestry stuff. And I think we turned out we are German. I think there was a little bit of... um, I think there was some anti-German... My family's Jewish, so I think there was a little bit of anti-German sentiment Uh. that... um, Got us a little bit Austria washed. So that little uh, drop we heard is from a Jägermeister commercial that is in heavy rotation on whatever we're watching lately. Uh, did you predict that as a as a obvious shit like this drop? It feels na- it feels right. It's yeah. a, that line makes me laugh. The whole commercial it makes is me laugh. So ridiculous because Jäger is just such a you know it's just such a junk liqueur. You know, it's 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 only utility is to like people, you know, drunk bros doing Jaeger shots, and the way they're trying to brand it as this like, you know, edgy high class Euro uh, like club liqueur mm-hmm. is hilarious to me. It's very rare that I'm in a situation where I'm going to do a shot of Jaeger, but I don't hate it. Ugh, I I mean. I got to be real drunk to do a shot. Really? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, again, not we're here to talk about. uh, Not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about commercials. Specifically, this week we are getting medieval on your ads, which is a joke that I. I don't think we'll ever get old for me. Uh, You and I. You did laugh for about ten minutes after you came (laughs) up with that. After I came up with it. but this is not one of those shows where I came up with the title first and then found the content. The content is all over the place. These days, it seems like every commercial or every product has a commercial that takes place in like medieval times yes. with knights and And if you add princesses. Vikings to that, it's, oh, it, yeah. which we don't even need to get into. But, but that whole, the, generally the pre-modern era is a rich vein for marketers. So we'll talk about that and we'll maybe even speculate about why that is the case these days. Um, also... Uh, there is a radio commercial that I heard for the first time, I think yesterday or the day before, playing on sports radio. It has Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Snoop Doggity Dogg. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that? Well, when was, was Snoop Dogg? When was Snoop Doggity Dogg? I remember Snoop Lion. I thought Snoop Doggity Dogg was his original, was it nom de plume? Well, you mean Snoop Doggy Dogg? Yeah. Wh- what did I say? <laughs> Snoop Doggity Dogg? Doggity dog. Oh, okay. Maybe he's doggy dog. All right. I mean, I I, I, I went with it because I was like, well, I don't pay that close attention. Snoop doggy dog, not doggity dog. (laughs) Deputy Snoop doggity dog. But actually, though, Snoop doggity dog, that's not so bad. I mean, if he's looking for it, if he's looking to mix it up. You have to give me, you have to cut me a lot of slack today. I am, uh, I... I thought I was fine to do this show, but I realized maybe from doing the other podcast that my tongue, which I just had a little bit of uh, surgery on, 
is starting to like it's making me lisp. Can you tell? I'm having a lot of trouble saying S's. I can see that you're working to yeah. to form your words. And I'm always working to form <laughs> yeah. words. Now it's even worse. So maybe we'll try to keep it short today because it's going to bug me a little bit. But you have to you have to give me every benefit of every doubt. Did today. you have tongue surgery or brain surgery? <laughs> well, I don't know what happened. I was knocked out. All right. So I want to play for you this radio commercial that features none other than the Snoop Doggity Dog, um, because it caught my attention, and I would like uh, I would like to know how you guys feel about it and of course we're going to check in with you guys you are the ad council Vives, a quick look ahead in the rundown here it looks like we have some more jingles we got some jingles and they both come with a correction really yeah they come correction they, they come correction all right well let's start by once again getting medieval on your ads you're going with the midi file over the meow meow i uh i i couldn't even afford that one i was going over our budget (laughs) and uh you know like even though it's may 1st technically we're still on last month's budget and i had blown through all of uh, so anyway i had to go with the the, game the the meow meow version of game of thrones is very pricey it is very pricey um but i am playing the game of thrones song because my feeling is or my theory is the immense popularity of Game of Thrones has something to do with the preponderance of uh, these medieval-themed ads. It's got to have something to do with it, I'm right? I'm sure you're right. Yeah, and it's... I think it's always been an... I always, I think it's, I think sort of medieval times or Middle Ages has always been a... It's been ripe for parody from, you know, uh, Barber... What's the, what's the Steve Martin Barber... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ...skit? yeah. Um, the, uh, oh, York. Uh, Theodoric. Theodoric of, of York. York. I knew it would come to me eventually. Sorry, Theodoric I, that, of York. Yeah, there's just like a barber. lot of syllables coming out of my mouth there. But, uh, you know, I think it's always been sort of a rich fan. I mean, there was a whole season of Black Adder that was making fun of that mm. era. So um, for all you, you know, Rowan Atkinson heads out there. <laughs> and once we were on this theme, I was collecting kind of modern commercials that are in current rotation. Uh, but I saw that you went back and found some from even going back to the 90s, including a bizarre one trying to recruit troops. But hold off on that. We'll yeah. get to that. That is I forgot about it. OK. Uh, anyway, when I say medieval ad right now, though, what is the first one you think of? Oh, I mean, it's got to be Bud Light. Dilly dilly. Dilly, dilly, dilly. I have another version of that. I wasn't sure which one I liked better. <laughs> God, well, they're, they're slightly different. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. women in the they're second one. They're both so I compelling. Think. Yeah. Uh, that's as much of that commercial as I'm going to play for you. But we've talked about it before on the show. It's worth noting. It is, it's Bud Light every five years or so. They comes along one, with yeah. a phenomenon, something that becomes bigger than the campaign itself. That Absolutely. I passed a guy wearing a T-shirt the other day that says Dilly Dilly on it. Yeah, know? I had, this is sort of embarrassing. I said, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is sort of embarrassing, but I had uh, $7.80 to spend at a an outfit called Donkey Tees, which is like a, <laughs> I, know, this, I, I somehow had a credit okay. with, the, with a company called Donkey Tees, which is like a place that sells like, you know, T-shirts that riff on popular culture and oh, funny it's not way. like a fetishistic like you're teasing a donkey type oh, of thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What else is on no. donkeytees.biz? No. Don't, don't. Sorry. All right. I'm going to get this under control any minute here. Um, no. Donkey. T-E-E-S. Okay. Um, like t-shirts. And yeah, like every other t-shirt on there was some riff. It was either a, it was either a riff on the seminal comedy uh, coming to America with Eddie Murphy. What? It was like 50 t-shirts making fun of like Soul Glow and the Republic of Zamunda. Really? Celebrating a renaissance? And yes. Or it was something to do with the Dilly Dilly. So yeah, mm. those. If, if you're on Donkey Tees. <laughs> Not dot, not, not dot triple X. That's a different website. Donkeytees.sex. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, the Dilly Dilly one, that's huge. Here is one that has been standing out to me because it's it's a Geico ad. Obviously, so many of these Geico ads, especially the ones that are in this formula, are bizarre. They're all over the place. And they can be random because the punchline is like, now that's surprising. Or is is this a that surprising ad or is it a, it's one of them. It's those. either, you know, yeah, that's surprising or everybody knows that. Right. But did you know that? I mean, it's it, the construction hardly matters. So, they could go anywhere with it. Of course, eventually they're going to come up with a, you know, middle ages one, but it's about heckling. And I actually think they should have chosen a different time period. But l- let me set this up for you. I'll play it for you. Um we see a knight in his full armor on a horse, uh, I don't know, before or after a joust. Um, and then he starts getting heckled by some peasant in the crowd. And I, I think it'll be pretty self-explanatory from there. Hey, salute a lot! <laughs> Thou hast the patchy beard of a prepubescent squire! <laughs> <laughs> Thy armor was forged by a feeble-fingered peasant woman. <laughs> Your mom! As long as hecklers love to heckle, you can count on Geico saving folks money. Fifteen minutes could save. So I guess as long as blank, you can count on Geico. Um, that just seems so bandwagony to me to jump on the medieval train because I feel like the medieval ages and you're. Obviously, way more of a scholar than I ever was, but it feels like medieval times. Well, are I did pretty... do a ninth grade social studies project about this. See, so. more than I ever did. It seems like that's pretty far along in the evolution of humanity, right? Like, don't you think that if you want to go back to the first heckler, be like, cave... it's weird that you would choose this particular, yeah, like caveman. Would yeah, make sense. although the Ge- Geico really, um, you know, exhausted the caveman mm-hmm. vein with their cavemen, you know. Yeah, but I still feel like you could do something that is of that era. Mm -hmm. This just seems like... Or like ancient Egypt. Yeah, it just seems like such a weird thing to pick, and I think they just picked it because everybody's doing medieval ads. You know, I think you might be right. I also wonder if, and bear with me here, uh, if there is an element of sort of safety in... Because here's the Middle Ages and medieval times is... a easily parodied it's a widely understood set of signals right it's knights and ladies and jousts and kings and jesters and like a lot of stuff that you know isn't even real i mean it's not it's it's a it's a cartoon of history right dragons dragons which are definitely a cartoon of history um and it's also um there's not a lot of worry about cultural appropriation because it's european oh yeah and 
uh, for instance, I, I was reading a story today about a class in, I forget what, it was some West Coast university where the, the professor showed that old Steve Martin sketch, speaking of Steve Martin. Uh, uh, Theodore King, of York? No, King Tut. The, oh, yeah, okay. And they had a discussion in class about whether, you know, sort of how, mm. how is this, you know, is there a, is this racist? Is this like culturally appropriative? And, and I think you can, you can debate that, but it is debatable. When you're talking about Europeans, it's mm-hmm. kind of a safe, it's kind of safe territory right. for making jokes. Right. As opposed to going to the cradle of humanity yes. or, or what have you. Precisely. Um, I, found, I found Geico had been doing this uh, going back to 2015. Here was another. I don't remember this one. This is another one from that era, much like the Dilly Dilly commercials. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. dilly. Um, this takes place in a dungeon. And that's another thing. Like, that's a subset of these types of commercials, right? The dungeon master ones. And in this one, you see, like, the foreman of the dungeon come down. Uh, and he's checking on his employees, the lower level torturers. Right. I always wonder if, like, you know, Amnesty International has issues with that. (laughs) Because I know that, um, uh, the cartoonist, uh, Oh gosh, the Far Side, uh, Gary, Gary Larson. Gary Larson, um, you know he used to do panels that involved mm-hmm. like classic torture scenes, guys, you know, on racks with their arms tied above them, and like you know jokes in those in those scenes. Mm-hmm. And he would get letters from Amnesty International saying like, "This really? is no joke. Like torture really happens." Like, huh. and so I don't know if Amnesty's moved on or if they just got bigger fish to fry now that basically torturing is happening in state sanctioned Mm -hmm. ways all the time but like there have been complaints about media that depict torture as a as a guy as a Mm. joke um well in this particular one which i don't think was written by gary larson who by the way i always forget he's from around here huh he lives in the seattle area i think oh that's right yeah he's a pacific northwestern um in this one the foreman comes down he's checking on his employees the torturers and um i don't know they give him some lines about things are coming along well and then as soon as he leaves i got to give away the whole thing here because it's very visual uh as soon as the boss leaves they spin a table over and they've been playing ping pong the whole time with like these spiky paddles and the their captive is strapped to the table playing the part of the net that they have to hit the ping pong ball over how's it progressing with the prisoner He'll tell us everything he knows very shortly, sir. As you were. Where were we? 1974. Service! If your boss stops by, you act like you're working. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to guy. So not the most remarkable ad, but it's 2015, still in the heart of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. I totally right? think you're right. The Game of Thrones has put this... Uh, sort of the scene, the, these scenes and and these ideas in in top had, has made it top of mind for people. But it's always been a trope that people were familiar with. It's mm-hmm. just really familiar. Like you can signal it super easy. Knights armor, you know. It's just really really simple to like situate people. You don't have to explain anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that actually somebody posted to our Facebook group, which you can find by uh, looking up After These Messages show on Facebook. Um, it's called Sir Robert, and it's by State Farm. And it actually shows several scenarios. By the way, it's Catherine who posted this to Facebook. She loved it. She said, maybe it's the LARPing in this. But when I saw this recently before a movie, it delighted me. Um, 
this is another kind of subcategory of these medieval commercials. You also have the medieval times, like the parody, the, the modern people LARPing it up, a yeah. live action role playing, um, uh, or, or the people. Creative anachronistic society yeah. or whatever. Um, and in this one, we see a guy, it starts off with a guy sitting in his ins- insurance uh, agent's office, and he says, so you'll be there with me for anything? And he says, anything. And then it flashes to a bunch of scenes. And in one of them, he's crashed into a nativity set or something at Christmas time. It's not a nativity set. It's just like a snowman. That would be really funny, though. <laughs> it's just like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph plastered on the grill of a car. Boy, Oof. real edgy State Farm. Yeah. Wow. No, he's like crashed into a snowman. He's like, you'd be with me here. And then we see him. I think maybe the first scene is... The guy is getting married, and he says, you'll be with me during moments like this, too. And the guy's like, yeah. And then at the very end, we see them in a uh, – what is the word I'm looking for? Not LARP and um, not creative anachronistic, but just uh, when, you know, we see them over at the park nearby sometimes. The people, they just dress up, and they – I guess just reenactments, I guess. Re- yeah, yeah, I mean, I think of reenactment as like – this is the battle of yeah. Stone Mountain and like we're going to do it accurately like I think this I, is just more I, like role models the movie role models where people dress up yeah in I didn't know how to name other than other. other than creative anachronism society or LARPing anyway uh, and at the very end he's like will you even be here for me Mr. Insurance Agent uh, and the guy says yes and everybody gets very excited about it so you'll be here to help if I need you Kyle I got you okay what about here Yep. Here? Yep. Is that for us? It sure is. Gimme, gimme. He got him a toaster for their wedding. What about here? Here too, Kyle. And here's Sir Robert from State Farm. If you invite me. He said yes. Let's battle. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. I saw another one that was for, I think, Domino's uh, for pizza delivery where it was a a house full of people playing like Renaissance fair, basically. Oh. And they were debating whether they could let the pizza guy leave the pizza since there were no pizzas in medieval times. Oh, that's like the, um, the cable guy, right? The T uh, the movie, the cable guy. Um, you know, I've never seen that. Oh really? Yeah. It's sort of one of those holes in my cultural lexicon. They go to a Renaissance fair, or it's actually not a fair. It's more like medieval times, like mm-hmm. one of those medieval restaurant right. things. And um, Janine Garofalo plays a waitress in it. And I think I've seen that scene because it's sort of, it, it, you know, it's become a, a bit or a, a, a scene that kind a lot of cultural of moment. Around. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody asks, she's like the serving wench, and somebody asks for a fork, and she says, they didn't have forks back then. Here's your Coke. <laughs> so uh, it's funny how um, she sometimes was sarcastic in her characters. Watch for it. Uh, okay, so here's one that you found. I don't know if I knew about this one from Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, this is one I kept saying to you yesterday. There's a commercial for fast food and a spicy dragon. This is the one. Hey, we're going to do the Asian thing, honey barbecue, and hot. It's a great time to be a fan when you've got 21 sauces and seasonings to put on your wings. Okay, a lot of stuff going on here. So this starts in your usual Buffalo Wild Wings setting, which is... I actually think they're smart. Like, all of their commercials 
I don't know if I've, I don't know the last time I've been to a Buffalo Wild Wings, but I really get a sense for the inside of it. And I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah it's a sports bar or whatever. But all of their commercials begin inside their establishment. There's a certain kind of lighting. There's tons mm-hmm. of the TVs for the sports. I actually think they're really spot on. No, with it really, sell, it really tells you what kind of establishment it is. And they, they, go crazy showing you how many TVs there are. Yeah, and so this woman uh, comes up to the bar. She's uh, ordering a bunch of wings for her table. You hear what she orders. And then there's some guy several stools down, and he's just like our narrator, and he starts talking to us about all the different uh, kinds of wings you can get about Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the guy with the kind of high voice that you just heard. Um, And then at a certain point, he says, because, you know, back in the day, you didn't have that many options, and the scene is going to switch to... uh, medieval times and a bunch of people are out on bleachers watching a joust and some guy is uh eating a chicken wing and his only option is to have it kind of i think fiery fiery flavor and there's, there's a little mini dragon that blows a lot happens a in lot this commercial. happens very very quick succession and then like a little mini dragon burns the yeah the that's the only wing. all that's the only special flavor is like fire or spicy and they the guy, the vendor, squeezes the dragon. Oh, yeah. It's a little Flintstone CGI dragon. Style. And he squeezes it Flintstone style. It, like, breathes fire on the wings, but it also lights the head of the other, like, a guy in the stands on fire. And then the bird, who is the record player, says something sarcastic. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. Hey, we're going to do the Asian thing, honey barbecue, and hot. It's a great time to be a fan when you've got 21 sauces and seasonings to put on your wings. Don't take it for granted, because in medieval days, your wing flavors were limited. Hot flavor, plain flavor. Hot, please. Okay, that's the the wing purchaser trying to blow out the fiery, the on fire hat of his uh, fellow joust observer. <laughs> You're running out of words, too. That was the most Andrew thing I've ever heard you say before. Those, those were all the right words. Uh, spec, I would have gone with spectator. Fellow spectator. Um, okay, let's just zip through these because it's all the same story for all of them, basically. That's the thing. Like I was, yeah, I was watching the these today, theme, and I was it? just like, wow, these are all are so like, creatively bankrupt. And I think it's because the symbols are so... Um, easily recognizable and understood that the joke writing is just lazy. And I think people just kind of like looking at all the scenery and stuff yeah. of medieval stuff, you know? I would almost just skip some of these, but this one I'll mention, this is for Netflix slash Wii, which I yeah. didn't know this was a thing. And I, the, I think this is notable because it is the most Game of Thrones-y of all of them, yes. from cinematography to general vibe. Some of these are, I mean, for the most part, these must have been fairly expensive to produce because there are, is quite a lot of, you know, scenery and and uh, like just set dressing. Well, for some of them, I think the Buffalo Wild Wings one, it was like one quick sure. shot of a guy sitting on, you know, a bench basically um, with a bunch of other people watching a joust. But this one kind of you got the crane shot coming in. You're like looking down at a village. It looks like I think a bunch of knights are ready to go out to battle. And uh, a woman who, by the way, this woman starts off solidly in the Uncanny Valley. I thought at first that she was CGI. Really? Yes. It's a real actress. I realize that now. Um, and they are kind of parting. They're saying goodbye. And I believe he gifts her. Yes, like a token or a favor. Yes, he hands her something uh, as he leaves for war. You're leaving. 
It is my destiny. You see that? Her face. I know. <laughs> see, listeners, this is not good for you. But doesn't her face move funny there? I think she's a victim of too much plastic surgery in Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. You're leaving. Yep. It is my destiny. Take this. It is a piece of me. She opens it's it, and it's time. a Wii controller. And I guess the whole point is now Wii and Netflix are teaming up so that you can watch Netflix on your Wii. Yes, and at the end, she gets a little punchline in. Oh, really? Uh, should I go back? I, I think it's at the very end. Delivers unlimited TV episodes and movies instantly through Wii, plus DVDs by mail, all for only 9 bucks a month. Seriously, what is it? <laughs> I didn't watch it through last time. That's pretty good. I guess so. I, I think it's bizarre that she has... Um, what I would associate like with a Victorian England oh. Cockney accent. I don't hmm. know if it's Cockney, but it's like sounds like it's a it's not a very uh, like Middle Ages sounding accent, at least as far as what we've been told to uh, given in media to like associate with that. Like that's a very sort of like Jack the Ripper era mm-hmm. type of type of voice she has. I also think it's bizarre like. Like for so many of these, like with the Geico ones, you're right. Like they are just, they're throwing so much at the wall. It doesn't matter. Like they have, sure, of course they have a medieval one. They have every single possible trope mm-hmm. one, you know, like if there, if there's a a setting or a a, a bit, like they, they've tried, they've done something with it. That's why there's almost always a Geico ad and we pick any, any topic. Mm-hmm. They should do a Pictionary one. <laughs> but wait, stay with me on this. They have a sloth right. on one of the teams. Yeah, they just like there been like any sort of joke they can come up with, any setting, um, they'll they'll do it. This one for Netflix and Wii, it feels like what is the purpose of setting it in the medieval times? I guess it's for the payoff, and I put that in you know scare mm-hmm. quotes of the woman saying seriously, what is this? But why is that a good? Why is I mean yeah like it's a it's an object out of time so she doesn't recognize it like I don't get the I don't understand what why this is adding to the uh, brand at all or like other than just I guess it's just this what they want it to be it's just like a good little story but I didn't find it compelling at all and I felt like the the setting was unnecessarily complicated. Dilly dilly. dilly, dilly. I actually don't dilly dilly uh, you on that I think there is a reason it's a little convoluted. But I'll I'm try. Um, I think that the connection is that there is a thirst for premiere television that Netflix offers. Mm-hmm. And even though Game of Thrones is not a Netflix show, right. I think they're trying to plant that seed. Oh, you know. I'll bet you they could have done a whole series of these with you know t- that parody different types sure, of like movies a mob, and premiere a mob te- exactly or uh you know uh govern like a well they actually they did do house of cards but like yeah i i actually that's a that's a great theory i wonder if they did do other settings with the, especially with that since this is so cinematic that's yeah. what made me think that like it swoops down you have this aerial shot you see the whole town like this is a higher budget commercial for those shots and it just seems to me that they they, they want to make it seem like you're immersed in this yeah. premiere television no, that's a good slash thought. I, I bet you're totally right. Yeah, so. um, okay, uh, do you want to talk about this Intel one? Now, this is from 2012, so it's not necessarily part of the new wave that I'm talking about. You uncovered this. I did. I uncovered it by Googling medieval advertising. 
hmm. uh, which was actually for a quiz that I wanted to give you. Oh, yeah. What was the quiz? I really wanted to give you a quiz about that somehow was about like actual early proto advertising in medieval times. And for example, there's this whole oh. thing called merchant marks, which are these like before people were literate, basically, there were this cl- the class of the, the sort of burgeoning class of merchants in the late Middle Ages had these like little marks that were there they they would stamp on stuff to say like i sold this bale of wool or whatever um and each one was you know unique to the merchant there's a whole and then if you go to your friends and they have like all their wool is coming from this one no for real like you're kind of spreading the word yeah exactly early branding early branding and i mean as silly as that is it really was that um and there was and i did some research on that and like i I, I had this idea that i was going to like show you some funny merchant marks and have you pick out the the not real one but that that sounds like it'd make great radio that fizzled yeah right I, I eventually you know put that together that it wasn't a great idea like I was trying to find some some way of bringing actual history of advertising into this but I just couldn't do it did you think about doing a quiz like I did find a merchant's if- mark though that had a picture of a squirrel and the and the latin phrase i crack nuts <laughs> and i really wanted to somehow work that into a quiz what about merchant mark or jay-z lyric <laughs> right i feel like you just left that on the table okay so while you were uh, doing your googling and your binging oh, and i came and up with altavistaing so i i googled medieval advertising and what did i find but 10 best medieval settings or ads set in medieval oh times, really so. okay and this is for the intel roundtable ultra book and this is a difficult one to describe it's, it's i think a, we see the outside a, of a castle at first and then we go into interior and we see like a king a bunch of knights planning planning something out right? yeah it's a king talking to his knights of the round table ish and he's complaining about their quarterly projections or whatever and he's using an old computer that i guess i guess the medieval setting is meant to imply He's using outmoded technology. Yeah, you get to that at the end, which I actually think yeah. is pretty clever. Yeah, so just let's give it a play because I actually think this also ta- okay. has a comment about sexism. But it is it is a very, very complicated commercial. It's very visual. So you have them. It's, it's, it seems like it's medieval times, except they're trying to use this computer. But the computer is glitchy and clunky, and so it's like you know giving them the wheel of death in the middle of a presentation. Right. The king starts kind of dressing down his assistant's knight. And then um, in the middle of all of this, a woman walks in, but she's dressed in mod. She's just dressed in like a sweater and pants or a skirt. Yeah, she's or dressed in modern clothes and she's holding a more modern piece of technology mm-hmm. that she uh, introduces to them. Brothers of the realm, as you can see clearly from this attractive graph, it our sales betwixt quarters two and three have increased by. Um, well, uh, honestly. Sorry, my liege. Try uh, this. I've tried that already. You may need to call the helpline, Your Majesty. 20%. Our sales have increased by 20%. It shines like Excalibur and is thinner than a wizard's wand. What magical device is this I see before me? It's an ultrabook. Well, he signed the purchase order. Okay, now suddenly we realize it's a modern conference room. Everybody is dressed in modern uh, clothing, and she's pointing at the guy who a moment ago was a 
fumbling, bumbling knight. Right. Right. And she says he Pro- signed. Probably a squire. A squire. He signed the purchase order. Well, he signed the purchase order. Your IT skills have failed me for the last time. With okay, an ultra book. This is why I wanted else. to talk about this ad. Can I just say that when he says you failed me for the last time, he um, is now firing a laser pointer at his assistant. Right. That is a Star Wars joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, nerds? Like, it's either a medieval... Like, don't don't conflate, unless that's the point, which it is clearly not here. Don't be dragging a bunch of different references into your jokey commercial. But what is Star Wars other than a futuristic story about the Knights of the Round Table? <laughs> I was just... I'm making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm for sure a second, it, you thought about that. Your face looked like you were actually trying to compute that. Yes. Like, is that a fan theory I haven't I, heard of? I'm sure it is a fan theory that I haven't heard of. <laughs> but I think it's stupid here. And it's just like, it's it's just like, as I sometimes say, it's one too many jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what's the, the sexism? Well, I just do think it's notable. Although I, tech, I, did, I did notice that there is another woman at the table. She's very much almost out of frame the whole time. And... Everyone in that room is a white guy except for the woman who comes in and like saves the day. Um, and I, I don't mean that the I don't think the commercial was necessarily sexist, but I do think it's sort of interesting that that's how it's framed as like the woman is the savior. But that's not problematic. Is no, it? I was. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said sex. I don't. I shouldn't have said it was sexist. I was. I was. I felt like it was a comment on sexism. Oh, I see. I see. Because um, you know me, I'm. I'm. I'm looking for reasons to be offended. Yeah. I'm. So. No, no, I'm not offended would, by it, but I. I think it was sort just of just calm down, <laughs> you feminazi. All right. Um, but I don't like that Star Wars joke. I like have yeah. have the guy, even though he's now dressed in modern clothing, say something. Say off yeah. with your head or whatever. Yeah. Like something you know more medieval. Like, yeah. You know to the, to the dungeon with you. Uh, dilly dilly, maybe even. <laughs> sure. Why do I never have this up when I want to hit my dilly dilly? dilly. dilly, dilly. All right. Uh, the last one. You. This is probably off of your uh, BuzzFeed list. But I remember the, this uh, one vividly. Uh, medieval commercials. Me too. I had totally forgotten about it. I mean, it's all visual until the very end. Yeah. But, but I thought it was worth sharing. It is bonkers. People of our generation may remember this. It's a commercial for the Marine Corps, and. It all takes place as a black and white battle on a life-size chessboard. In that a is sort of like, uh, you know, Alice, CG- in Wonderland-y. Alice in Wonderland, CGI, weirdo, surreal, you know, universe setting. There's these guys like knights riding around on horses, yeah. battling each other. But again, on a giant chess set. On a giant black and white chess set. Everybody's either or black or white. Or they're tiny. Or they're tiny. Um, and then there's like, we see the queen, the black queen. She, You know, she's dressed in black with a pale white face. And she seems like very evil um, at one point. And then at the very end, I believe. Here, I'll just get going on this. At the very end. God, it's so And weird. they're dressed. I mean, to call it medieval is only in the sense that the knights are dressed like knights. But everybody else is dressed like they're out of labyrinth or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're more like um, kind of dressed like high priests and priestesses or something. Yeah, it's it's really strange and it's it like it's really incoherent. There's a lot of lightning going off while they battle. There's yeah. the queen. Is the are so are those real horses or are they they look like they're sort of like 
In some shots, the horses are just statues of horses. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot going on in this. And then here. They're, they're battling. You've got to be strong. To win, you've got to be smart. Maybe you can be one of us. And he turns into a full-dressed Marine. In his dress blues. At the very end, he just turns into a Marine. Like, oh, yeah, obviously that was a commercial for the Marines. I want to meet the person who joined the Marines because of that ad. If you... If you are that person, if you know that person, please have them get in touch with me because I have got to know what is up. Whoever posted this seems very into it. It was posted by somebody <laughs> on YouTube whose name is Marine1763. If you are if you know Marine1763, please give us a call. And the description is recruiting commercial for the United States Marine Corps. Semper Fidelis! Exclamation point. Um, I would love to see. Are there any comments on this? Uh, this is one where... I would love to see the damn comments. I I don't see any. Oh, I believe there are comments somewhere. Because where would you leave a comment if you wanted to? Did he turn off comments? Is he worried? Is he I worried mean, about w- the truth coming at would him? You, I would never leave comments on, on YouTube. It's a cesspool. I know, but the best part of these things often are the uh, <laughs> are, are, are the comments. I mean, I guarantee you that if we could figure out how to display the comments on this, it would be like three comments and it would be like, Obama's a Muslim. Yeah, Benghazi. <laughs> Benghazi. Hillary lied. People died. All right. How about some commercials in the snooze? Commercials in the news. This is barely news unless you count me listening to sports radio and then hearing a new commercial in the rotation as news, which it kind yeah, of you, is. You're I really mean, stretching the definition of news. I am. Um, uh, but, you know, listening to sports radio, you hear a lot of commercials for men's clinics, right? And they're not even as... Um, we should get Aaron to record a new one that says, commercials adjacent to the news. Yeah. Um you know, the commercials we see on TV are very specifically for ED drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Erectile dysfunction, like, there's no dancing around it. I feel like the ones that you hear on uh, the radio tend to be like men. Like, it's more of this whole body. Right. And you know Reclaim what it is. your masculinity. But not even that. It's not even that. It's just, well, maybe. Have, that is, but have it's just more like, energy. It's about, like, energy. You get to a certain age. You just but don't isn't have that the because it's not anymore, real blah, blah, blah. ED drugs? It's like, you know... It's like herbal remedies and yeah, maybe. human growth hormones yeah, it's juice not, and whatnot. It's not the actual yeah, FDA it, approved exactly. it's not prescription like, medication. You know, uh, well, what are the big ones? Um, Cialis, Cialis and, and Viagra. 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 Uh, um, but so you hear those a lot that are just kind of like, you know, I'm Dr. Arakaki and I didn't realize <laughs> that I needed my own treatment. I'm low. It's for like low T, which yeah. Viagra and Cialis do not treat low T. So I was surprised when I heard this one. Now, this turns out to be a product. Once I went back and listened to it, I'm like, oh, we've actually talked about this product's other commercials before or a marketing campaign. More on that in a second. But I was just kind of surprised when in the middle of an ad break, I just heard this out of the blue. Say what? Say what? It's the boy Big Snoop D-O-double-G. And I got a very special message to the players. That's right, to the males. Sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Maybe not for me, but probably for you. (laughs) 
over 25% of new ED cases are guys oh, under 40. So what Somebody do you do had something Snoop, in his contract. Snoop will not take a bullet for these poor <laughs> low-T bastards. So you can look good, feel good, and perform well in the bedroom. You dig? Thanks to science, E to the D can be optional. Say, man, don't be embarrassed. Guys should take better care of themselves. Look good, feel good, live good, like me. It's $5. $5 to try it out, man. And it comes right to your crib. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Go to forhims.com slash love. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash love. him slash love. And then at the very end, he says, go. But uh, it got cut off in that recording. Um, so... A few oh, things. The first time dog. I heard this, I didn't hear the very beginning, and I thought it was one of those voice alikes. Uh-huh. I think it was an episode or two ago. No, there's no voice voice likes of Snoop because Snoop will um, do anything for well, up five dollars. Apparently, I remember being very delighted in L.A. when we would hear him. There was some local car company, just yeah. like, and he would just was do, it car or insurance? I think it was the insurance maybe it was company. the car it was like, insurance. It was like company. the cheapo insurance, like DUIs. Yeah, uh, you know, like. You know, you basically you can't get insured. We will insure you. There were a lot of those, yeah. and yeah, you know, LA radio commercials. It was, it's funny. Like it really, for me, was a window window into how different the culture was in LA. Like in a certain way, listening to commercial radio in LA, you really get the sense that it's a much more working class town, mm-hmm. right? Than you know, it's the, a the bigger people, city, so there are yeah. just more working class people. Yeah. Whereas in Seattle, even listening to sports radio, it's still kind of these. You know, it's like a lot of kind of high-end production cancer treatment because of, like, all of the research yeah. and, and facilities around here, um, really focusing on, you know, you're a, you're an engineer right. who recently moved here, like, obviously aimed at the Amazon. Sure. Uh, and then you would hear, but down there you would hear so many commercials for, like, I'm too broke to get insurance. Yeah, you got to get my cheap-ass insurance. Right. Okay, I'm legal now. Let's drive. <laughs> like, that was, like, they were just, like, I loved them. Yeah, actually. no, it was a lot of fun. But then Snoop's, I thought that his was a car company, but maybe it was an insurance one. It was probably both. Like I said, he will do anything mm, for money. I guess so. But I liked it because it felt like, the first time I heard him, I'm like, this is an international star. Like, whatever you think about Snoop, he's oh, yeah. an international star doing local ads. Even this one is a national he's ad. He's the Bruce Willis of rap. But in LA, he's a local guy. Yeah. It was the, the vibe of his commercial was a very just kind of like, it's me, your boy, Snoop. Like, I've been going to this guy forever. You should, too. And it, I loved the localness of that. This, clearly a national ad. Snoop doesn't have any connection to Seattle. Um, but uh, I don't know. I First of all, I kind of like this. I like the directness of this compared to the other shit on that station. Um, and I, I like Snoop. I thought for sure it was a Snoop-alike, like I said. But I went back and I listened. And do you remember when we talked about four hymns? The name of this company is Four Hymns, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, I think we talked about it during our in our radio show, right? No, it was um, a radio commercial show. The long web ads that was making <gasps> oh, fun of right. ED commercials. The guy is like he's literally pumping up his football he's, while he's, he's talking to you. He's like, this he's is clearly a metaphor right, for yeah. my penis, right? Yeah. Um. So they're kind of like, it's interesting to see this angle of that same campaign going big, trying to hit a bunch of, trying to hit a bunch of different um demographics, but also. Still knowing, tongue-in-cheek. Like, yeah. the fact that Snoop says, not me, but probably you. That's what I love. He doesn't say maybe you. I, I just want to listen to the beginning of this again, because I find it delightful. Not me, but probably you. <laughs> say what? Say what? It's the boy Big Snoop D-O-double-G. 
And I got a very special message to the players. That's right, to the males. Sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Maybe not for me, but probably for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That is great. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm so glad. I couldn't find that commercial online anywhere. It's very hard to find radio commercials on demand. Yeah. Um, but today, I realize we're getting near showtime. I'm like, well, I have time to record one commercial break off of 710 ESPN. Let me just open it up and hit record. And it was a long commercial break. And it was like the second to last commercial. Oh, that's I was like great. jumping up and down. That's that I, awesome. That I got that's it. really yeah. lucky. All right, let's check in with the Ed Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind uh, Let me start here and then I'll hand it over to you because I'm having more and more trouble talking in case you haven't noticed. Um, but I did see this one post on our Facebook group that I wanted to share with you. It was posted by a listener, Corinne, who says, Is Selson Blue allowed to do this? They're completely ripping off the Breezy's, or is it Verberzi's ad campaign? Um, so Verberzi was the IBS personified right. ads, as Corinne points out here. It's the, it's like the woman she's going to see her doctor, I think, but she's got this personification. Yeah, of it's her Shana Mulway Tweep has IBS and uh, from Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, right. And her bowel is this like cheerful redhead who's like following her around in a bodysuit kind of like Mr. Yeah. Slim body right. and she's kind of being an irritant uh, as uh, as you'd expect so uh, in the Selsun Blue commercial you have dandruff personified you have like a real kind of like I actually want to do a whole show about persona people like people in costumes personifying things because there's I saw one recently for fleas and ticks oh a flea and tick and you know have, solution it would animation count in that no, like I the we little could... gross guys who live in your well then it the feels toenails. like it sort of just throws the doors wide open but I think like people in tights people in like crappy looking mm. body suits is intrinsically hilarious to me we have to remember those gross ass um toe fungus you know the the little like toe fungus cartoons that talk to you in some of those really gross commercials mm -hmm. we need those for our next battle of the spokes critters oh, okay didn't i do a didn't i do a quiz or something with you where like i made you oh yeah we did your worst fears and oh, i made you i made yeah. you face a bunch of toe oh, fungus ads god uh, anyway, in this Selsun Blue, which is a anti-dandruff shampoo commercial, we see a guy who's just like your typical like L.A. kind of pretty boy. Like there's something I don't have to say that. I don't know why I'm going after this guy's looks. I mean, he's obviously extremely conventionally handsome, but in that just so stereotypical I'm a working actor trying to get my big break right. kind of way. And he's on a date. And then suddenly um, a guy who's dressed in a white suit white hair totally annoying personifying dandruff comes up and was like what i didn't know we had a date tonight and dandruff is getting in the way and ruining this guy's date have you seen this yet no cheers carl i didn't know we were having dinner tonight fun you are dandruff <laughs> you didn't tell me you were bringing a friend <laughs> carl and i go everywhere together we go way back so lisa becca <laughs> Sorry. With Selsun Blue, you'll keep Dandruff from ruining date night. It's powerful relief from flakes and itch. Carl, how could you? I kind of like the end. At the end, the handsome man, 
I'll forever refer to him as the handsome man is in the shower. And he's, I'm sure uh, that's like nine tenths of his uh, IMDb credits. Yeah. Um, he's uh, showering and using the shampoo. And I do kind of like at the end, the dandruff guy comes into the shower. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to get rid of me? Now, I don't know if this is a politically correct thing to even speculate upon, but the dandruff personifier um to me, appears to be someone who legit has albinism. Oh, yeah. Because um, so, he's got white hair, very white skin, and white eyebrows. Um, so I wonder, it's, I don't know, sort of an interesting cat. I mean, you can see why you would cast somebody who looks like that to portray dandruff, but I mean, it must be sort of an, an interesting role or, you know, industry to be in if you have a very distinctive... Um, trait like that that's a good point i honestly just assumed it was makeup and, maybe and it is it. i mean i could i could you could you could make somebody up to look like that but to me it looked like he um that just was his natural coloration hmm. um that's all i had from from the facebook page i'm looking at the time here what do you know what time it is it's jingle time it's jingle time and it's also correction season because both of our jingle submitters this week um, offered a correction. And I will tell you, one of them is correct. The other one is not. Oh, my God. Have and you, as you know, have you admitted you're one wrong of my yet favorite on this show? Thing, yes, ever? I did it very l- just last week when I said Johnny Cash didn't write oh, my right. sunshine. Okay. Um, but as you know, one of my very favorite things in life is to be attempted to be corrected and oh then to, God. in fact, be right you are the worst i know all right so just want me to hit play on this first one yeah this one's for you hi viva and andrew this is marissa from maryland um before i do my jingle uh viva has been correcting andrew's pronunciation a lot so i kind of wanted to hop on that train andrew says modicum when i think he means modicum uh but now i'll do my jingle uh, I'm from. Is that true? It's not. Yes, and you know, I never, I was never a hundred percent sure about that, so I never corrected you. But I did go and look it up today, and she's quite right. Modicum. Modicum. Uh, I haven't been pronouncing it modicum, <laughs> which is apparently the the correct way of saying it. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, so Hershey Park is a local thing, um, and it's a little out of my range. So forgive that it might not sound so great. <clears throat> Here we go. Wait, you just corrected me. Because you wanted to jump on the Genevieve beating up Andrew bandwagon, and now you want me to be, like, easy on you? <laughs> Let's hear it. Hershey Park happy. Hershey Park glad. So many things to see and do. Good times to be had. I just took my kiddos there last weekend, and it made me think of it. Bye, guys. I, I looked at the commercials for Hershey Park. It's like a, you know, a... Uh, an amusement park and uh-huh. it looks really fun um, in Hershey, if we're ever in uh, what is that western Pennsylvania no that's probably eastern Pennsylvania huh I enjoyed the song but I couldn't tell one word she was saying is this the, the original here do we have the actual yeah this jingle? is the this is the original and I'm not sure how long this song has been their jingle so I'm not sure if this hmm. is the version she's remembering um, but this is from 1986 it opens up with some um, like some some other uh, dialogue, but then it goes into the song. Find cousin different places. Turns a beautiful morning to a wonderful day. Things to see, things to do, places to be. There's lots for you. Hershey Park Cafe. Hershey Park Bread. So many things to see and do. Good times to be had. 
I'm still having trouble hearing what they're Hershey saying. Hershey Park happy. Hershey Her- Park glad. Okay. So many things to see and do. There's fun to be had. There's fun to be had. So many things to see and do, yeah. Hershey Park. I like the, uh, what about, what if we made a new one? Like, Hershey Park happy. Hershey Park sad. <laughs> do an emo version? Yeah, or like somehow like explore all of our emotions. What about Hershey Park life? crappy, Hershey Park sad? <laughs> I'm sure there was some smart ass kid in Pennsylvania who, yes. used to, who thought he was just like the class clown like humming. Oh, guys, come here. I came up with a song. <laughs> all right. We have another one here. And this is the one where we learn how wrong you were or Not. are. Hi, this is Mike from Livermore. Uh, listening to this week's uh, show. I don't want to sharpshoot you guys, but... Uh, Nine times out of ten is ninety out of a hundred, not ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Just minor. That true? You're saying it's wrong? Uh, no, he's correct about the ratio, but I didn't say that nine times out of ten was a hundred. You said nine point nine out of ten, and I laughed. That made me laugh because the more the whole number way to express that ratio ratio is ninety-nine out of a hundred. Wait, let's take a listen to what I said last week. In TV commercials. Obviously, 9.9 times out of 10, if they're going to show sports fans. Or 99 times out of 100 is another way to express that ratio. God, but mine was cleaner. <laughs> um, they're going to be dudes. And when yeah. you, just, you sound really insufferable when you correct me. You hear the joy in your voice. What makes you so... Why are you a bad person? I, I don't know if that makes me a bad person or a good person, but it is a true and pure joy for me. Hi, this is Mike from Livermore. And Mike's um, about to hear that pure joy coming right at him. You guys, but uh, nine times out of ten is ninety out of a hundred, not ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Just minor math thing there. Okay, are we done? Are you? Did you get all your joy in making fun of him and me and everybody piling up? Yes. You're you're good. I'm good. You got a modicum of happiness. <laughs> just a, just a modicum. Um, and I do have another jingle. Um. This one was, uh, I heard a little snippet from on something, and I just it went right back to uh, the 1970s for me. So here we go. <clears throat> if you've got the time, we've got the beer, Miller beer, Miller tastes too great to hurry through this is very emo this is making me sad <laughs> no i think it's like i think it's soulful? like soulful okay, yeah okay. no I'm, i don't get a, a emo vibe from it but more just like very cruising it's time to relax one beer stands clear beer after beer <laughs> if you got the time if you've got the time we've got the beer Miller Beer. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Now, Miller has been using that song for decades. And in fact, they recognize it. Oh, sure. In fact, they recently resurfaced it where they just basically used that song. Now, um, I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to find one that uh, uses that whole song that he sings, but I found a ton that use. A, like a, a snippet of that song and with lots of different singers but they had a whole campaign in the 70s that um, basically had exactly the same uh, structure for each commercial so you'll have like it's always like a really tough working man's blue collar profession so you have got like cowboys and oil rig workers and forestry 
you know, like Timberman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they you sh- there's a there's a scene where they're doing their hard physical labor, and a voiceover says something like, you know, it's been a tough day at the, you know pork processing plant or whatever at the manly the manly workplace right at the manly workplace and then they sing a couple of lines of that song but sometimes they change the cadence or the instrumentation or, and on the voice so it's very hard to find that whole song that he sang but you play go ahead and play this one this was the closest one i could find it's from 1972 okay i don't know who for tonight let's go get us a beer when it's Miller time at the old home place, all the hands come riding in. It's Speaking of Johnny Cash. Yeah, I think that is him. It is? Well, it sounds like him. Wow. I don't know. It sounded like him to me. We've got the time. We've got the beer. You know, I'm very afraid to make any pronouncements about Johnny Cash. Yeah, right. Um, So there's just, there's a dozen of these. And that one was like modern cowboys. You know, they were like coming in from whatever you do with cattle. I don't know. mm -hmm. Um, But then recently, and the reason that song sounds so familiar to me is that right now there's an ad running that uses that same exact song and and they don't do they don't play the whole thing but um you can see the uh, i guess i put a link in here for the original or for the newer one mm-hmm. i'll take a listen by the way i did figure out how to uh, display um comments on youtube i can't go as much as i want to i can't go back to that other one and see what the comments were but this one people are saying is that johnny cash and people are saying it sounds like him but i find it hard to believe it is him somebody's saying it could be somebody named cal smith uh, oh, the poor man's Johnny Cash. Somebody said it's either John Wayne or Johnny Cash. <laughs> that person should have their YouTube license taken away. All right, so here's the modern one you were talking about. So this is just like a beauty shot of the the Miller bottle with like if the, the condensation well, beating on it. I love their branding. I love the shape yeah, of their bottles. I think, I think Bill, Miller has incredible branding. I, I love the can. I don't wouldn't even drink Miller, but I think their branding is fantastic. Um, and I think our friend Hannah was saying that she's a Miller girl because they're also a union shop, by That's the way. That's right. She did. Maybe we should switch over. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay. We're almost done here. I want to send a special message to the ad counselor who left the Discovery Zone jingle on mm. our voicemail. If you could call back and re-sing it. I don't know whether it was you not being close enough to the mic or if it was just a, a technology issue, but it was really fading in and out. And so mm. it wasn't, I couldn't hear it enough for us to play it with any fidelity. Um, but I happen to know who that ad counselor is, and I would like her to call back and oh, sing really? it again. And this time, you got to really eat that mic. Do I know who this person is? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Does she prank us sometimes? She sometimes pranks us. Okay, I know who that <laughs> it's, is. It's our friend Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Oh, now I really want to find that. Our friend Tim left us a voicemail <laughs> a while back, and I swear I isolated it. It's like, pull me on 
but now I don't think I'll ever be able to find it again. Oh, well. Okay, wrong wrong time to try to do that on the fly, Walsh. But if I can find that old voicemail, uh, I'll play it for you. Uh, in the meantime, make, do it as a little Easter egg at the end. Uh, in the meantime, uh, our Facebook group. We've mentioned it a lot. We'd love it if you would join. We just got some new members this week. Go to uh, Facebook and look for After These Messages Show. You'll have to answer a couple of quick questions like, are you a robot? And who's your favorite colonel? And we'll let you in. It's free. Um, also, we have an email address, after these messages show at gmail.com. You can email us. You can record little things on your uh, iPhone and send them to us via email. Or if it's easier, just call our listener line. Just pick up the phone. Six, so, sorry, 607 444 5597. I love it. Just pick up the phone. Call right now. 607 444 5597. And watch your life start improving immediately. <laughs> I'm loving the jingles. I can't believe yeah. how long we've been doing it's that. It's amazing. Now. It really is amazing. Yeah. And let me just say, because I was teasing uh, one of our callers earlier. Um, but They've all been really, amazing. They've all been amazing. And the fact that you guys are doing this, and that we've been doing this show. I'm just going to be corny here for a second. Uh, doing the show about three years now, right? Or am I wrong about that? We're gonna, we're, we will celebrate our third. I think the third I, year will be this November, yeah. Okay, okay. Either way. You know, I think it took us a little bit of time to, like, kind of build up a little community. And I feel like we've done it. Like, yeah. we have a little community of people who kind of speak their own little language or our own little language. And I noticed that we didn't even have to explain what jingles are. People just know. And they're calling up and they're, they're singing jingles at a very regular pace now, which I just, I can't tell you personally what that means to me. So thank you, everybody, who put yourselves out there and sang. I yeah, know, I know not everybody's not always comfortable easy. singing, and uh, it just really means the world to me that we have this little family, and that, uh, I guess, as one of my favorite drops would say, it's working, <laughs> it's working. So thank you guys for everything, and uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday. A table with empties, don't tempt me. I burn hemp leaves, more style than ten Fonzie Bentleys. I'm Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. Complex, I'm Shiv Kumar. But-